Happening, boys and girls. My name is Jeffrey, and yes, I wear the same clothes every day. I was thinking, as I usually do, in my philosophical journeys, I've often mentioned that I do not believe in right or wrong, good or bad. There is no right or wrong, good or bad. It's all so severely subjective. It's all so severely subject, subjective <laughs> that ideas and ideologies along, good, bad, right, or wrong, are up to the individual. There is no one universal truth of what is right, what is wrong. There is no ultimate moral authority. It's up to each individual to decide what is right, what is wrong, what is bad and what is good unto themselves. And collectively, there'll be certain things that a lot of us will just consider that we agree on. We could just basically loosely say, yeah, we agree that blah, 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 that. We basically agree that starving babies is not good something drastic just to you know prove an example and not to get too political or divisive or controversial abortion key issue some people think it's okay some people don't and there is no right or wrong there is no up or down there is no anything it's just what each individual chooses to believe or is led to believe or was has evolved to believe. So with that thinking, and also incorporating the scientific method, the scientific method basically says we're gonna use experiment and repeated processes to, to demonstrate what we will call fact and true. It has to be repeatable and demonstrated, and it, can't, and it has to be able to be falsified. And it has to be proven through a scientific method. That means repeated experiments by different people all across the world or whatever. The experiment has to be repeated and we can kind of agree on it. The outcome remains consistent. But even with that, that is just going to give you data. The interpretation of that is subjective. So even if we get real-time data, we can look at the exact same thing, all of us. We can look right at it see it, test it, agree that it's that and this and that, but our interpretation of what that means will always vary because it's so severely subjective. So there really is no one way or one ultimate moral authority that we all can base good or bad on. It's up to the individual to choose what authority or what idea or what ideology that they want to use to determine how they think things should be or however, you know, crudely put it that way. So now saying that, I've also said that God isn't an entity that 
can do this or do that. For me, God is any entity or idea or ideology that cannot be wrong. It's just the bottom line of God. I don't know if God created this. I don't know if God can raise the dead. I don't know if your God can, you know, hula hoop or fly around the galaxy at light speed. I don't know what your God can do. But for me, the idea of God is that any authority, entity, or ideology that cannot be wrong. It can't. Whatever it decides, whatever it goes, it's right. That's God. I was thinking last night, if I took these, these two ideas, the one I started off with about no good or bad, right or wrong, fits perfectly into the idea of having an ultimate moral authority. And most people have an mo ultimate moral authority is quote unquote God. And I tied that back in with the definition I came up with a few years ago about being God, being something or anything that cannot be wrong. And it fits perfectly. It, has, it fits perfectly. So if you do have a God, under my definition, something that can't be right or wrong, that is your moral authority, literally. And it fits perfect. And that's that. Thank you for calling. <laughs> is there anything else I can help you with? <laughs> but so that's just what it comes down to. I, I, I kind of put those two ideas together. I think the other day or last night, and I went, oh, it fits. It's like this idea fits perfectly with that idea. But it leads us back to, it leads us back to there's being no ultimate moral authority unless you believe. But some people might say, well, just because you don't believe doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's true. But the scientific method says until you can demonstrate that it exists, the burden of proof is on you. You can't, I can't ask, you can't be asked, I can't ask you to prove a negative. Prove to me that yellow unicorns with four eyes don't exist. If they don't exist, how are you gonna do that? How can you actually prove that if you don't, if they don't exist? That means you'd have to search everywhere in the universe. And you know, that's imp impossible. The concept is, the concept is relegated or basically thought of as impossible. And we, and we, and we accept it as that. We just accept that as impossible. That's something that, you know, ultimately can't really be done. So we just leave it right there for the sake of continuing on with our discussions and quote unquote debates and arguments. So that's what I wanted to say today. Just want to talk about the moral authority and what your idea of God is. And if you look at your idea of God, the first thing hopefully well not hopefully but the first thing that you'll probably notice is that God can't be wrong God can't be wrong whatever God decides whatever happens whatever he deems 
permissible or unpermissible goes and living your life under God or outside the God bubble with no direct indication of God, no direct communication with God, no demonstrable <laughs> communication with God. Because a lot of you going to say, oh yeah, I talk to God all day. God talks to me. God told me this. God told me that. And you'll say something. Oh, well then how come this happened? Oh, I was here. I was this. I was that. I was blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, I talked to God and this happened. It saved me. I believe in faith. I believe faith is real. Faith works. But faith is belief and, and things that can't be proven or seen. Faith means you're believing in something that can't be demonstrated or proven or there's no evidence of. So the faith works. It's not God. It's your faith in God that works. It makes you, a, for a better human being, better operating, better understanding. But when you wake up in the morning and you feel that God is gonna protect you, God has the answers, God will guide you, your day is gonna go swimmingly. Your day is gonna go swimmingly just based on the fact that you have belief or faith. You just wake up with a better attitude. We as humans just, we need to wake up with a good attitude. Attitude is half of it. How we feel in our attitude is probably 70% of everything, if not 80. And it comes back again to being subjective. Everything is up to the individual. How the individual perceives it, how the individual interprets it, how the individual feels about the world around it. Is it embracing? Is the world around it attacking? You feel comfortable? Two people could be in the same exact situation and it'll, it'll be seen two different ways. One can see it as heaven, the other can see it as hell. So I guess that's all I wanted to say along those lines. Wanted to get that down. How that, uh, my, my definition of God fit in with my no good, bad, right, wrong, no ultimate moral authority idea. And so our ultimate moral authority idea comes from, a lot of it comes from groups who form under the idea of faith in a God or a religion. Churches and groups and ideologies and Bibles and philosophies and the such to grow from that. And people can quote unquote kind of I ain't gonna say base their ideas and stuff on the ideology, but roughly have a, a common foundation of belief. Like Catholicism believes a certain way. Islam believes a certain way. Judaism believes a certain way. Buddhists believe a certain way. It's like a generalized ideology. Until it gets to the point where the Bible, it becomes religious where the Bible dictates this, that, that, this will happen. When, it, when people start taking text literally and kind of manifest it into something more tangible than it may or may not really be. 
it may be just be a concept or a philosophy and they want to make it like a real thing. You know? Do you? I'll be back. Okay, so what was I? Of course, I don't remember. So let's go back to the moral authority. The moral authority is ultimate or the necessary, not even ultimate, the necessary piece to make. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the moral authority. So that was a dog who I usually see. Like a, look like a Siberian Husky that I see with people walking. You know, I see the guy walking them. You know, we come because when you walk, you see the same people. And then when I start walking for a while, and I came back and I start seeing the same people. It was cool. We look at each other and you know, just nod and say hello. Ain't none of that stop talking, name exchanging or that. So we just go, hey, you know, hey, you know, we just nod and acknowledge that we see each other out here every day. And uh, Siberian Husky look like an older dog. Usually walk in and you see them stop and the owner say, come on, come on. Had him in a cart this time. He was in like on a bike in one of those baby carts or whatever, the dog carts. So he was like in the back, going back. Somebody said, uh, I said, well, I take the dog out of the stroller. What's the point? And I guess dogs still like going out. You know, they still like being out and, you know, experiencing stuff. Cause another buddy might have said, long time ago, but you know, we never know what they're smelling. We never know, we won't know the effect on their smelling and what they, olfactory is the word, on their smelling and what they smell and how that triggers their brain and what goes on because, you know, smelling is a big part of a dog, so you never know. Instead of being able to just run around and do stuff, just being out may stimulate the brain and keep it going as opposed to being cooped up, give the dog life. Anyway, no moral authority, no ultimate idea or entity or authority it says, this is right, this is wrong, this is it. We agree to abide by the laws. Well, in certain societies or publics, such as cap our capitalistic democracy here in America, you're born into the situation and you don't have any say in that but you're born into the situation under a set of laws and ideals and ideologies that your parents or whoever brought you in this place agreed on. Said, all right, we're gonna abide by this. We're gonna agree to abide by that. And there's also a process in place to get laws changed and ideas changed. So we all participate in this and we all try to get our ideas and our goals and what we think is right and what we think is wrong, implement it. So, that is, I wouldn't call that a moral authority, because that's more like laws. And laws can be legislated. I can tell you what not to do and what you're not, I can say, all right, if you do this, you're gonna get fined. You do this, you're gonna go to jail. You do this, do that. These are actions. Whether these actions are good or bad, I can't tell you that. I'm just saying the law says this and that. This is what the law says is gonna happen. If you do this, this is gonna happen. 
And we all, a bunch of us agreed upon this before you were born into it. And until you, you know, get old enough, I guess, to opt out of the system to go find another place to live, whatever, you're gonna live within these laws and ideas. So, that's laws. That's just what you can do and not do. That governs actions, not the moral idea of those actions. Abortion being the key piece. Some people think it's evil. It's, it's a sin. It's murder. Some people don't. That's probably one of the best analogies you can come up with. I've, people go look at the same thing and come up with a different moral idea of what it is. And it's cool. And I, I quite frankly, love life this way. I love being my own God because whatever I say or think can't be wrong. <laughs> I could be mistaken, but I can't be wrong. A person probably can't be wrong to themselves, even if they lie to themselves. There are probably some states of mental illness in which a person may have trouble differentiating between this and that, or that and this, but And that's probably because of certain parts of the brain that relay information back and forth to each other may not work right. And they may have trouble interpreting or like the medulla oblongata, I guess in the back, reptilian part of the brain or something that helps us gauge this or react to that. Forgot where I was going with that. But there is, I mean, it's up to you. It is up to you to decide what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad. You are your ultimate moral authority. You are your God. You are your God. You can't put that on anybody else. It's up to you to decide and go through life. And as you get older, hopefully, and you get more responsibility unto yourself, you can expand your idea if you have one. You can expand your ideas and your ideologies to suit your lifestyle and to accommodate the things that you want to get done or things you feel important. You decide what's important. You decide all of that. unto yourself. The situation comes in when with quote unquote identity politics where groups get together with roughly the same generalized ideologies and they want to work together to get the laws changed, which I was just talking about, which is fair and okay. Well, everything is fair and okay, because there is no unfair. Again, if there's no right or wrong, good or bad, there is no fair or unfair. It's just consequences of actions and actions and consequences. So there's no fair, unfair, 
It just is. There is no ought. It just is. Anyhow, should I stop? And for me, waking up every morning, knowing that I have my own moral authority, knowing that I am my own God, that I determine what is and what's not, what's right or what's wrong, is the ultimate freedom. The ultimate freedom. That, and of course having my Maslow's hierarchy, lower rungs pretty much completely satisfied with safety, shelter, physiology, psychological safety and all that. All that foundation has been built using my career, education, study. To assimilate into the capitalistic system that we have here. To provide a, to provide labor that there's a demand for, that people are willing to pay me X amount of dollars to do, to create that uh, capability or that Ability, what's the word? When you got the tool, when you have the, you know, like, when you can do the job, what's it called? We, performance, I don't know. We can do the job to have that, to build that. I have that in my occupational box where I can say, I um, have done this, I've done that, and people can look at it and actually say, all right. I'll pay for that because I'll pay for that and what you doing that for me I'll generate income over here and we all work together and get paid some get paid more than others they have more responsibility than others and they should some CEOs should make millions while the lower workers shouldn't because just basically on the responsibility that the CEO has versus what a common worker has I have no problem with inflated salaries. There is no right or wrong. There is no fair or unfair. So there's no such thing as being too rich or too poor. It's just life. And who's to say that the quote unquote poor people or the underprivileged or the left behind or the un disenfranchised? You know, who's to say that that's not part of the, the plan? I, I, I say more and more and more. We need them, we need all of that. We need all of that. So it's just a part of it. Hey, I haven't been seeing that many squirrels. Is it squirrel season? I, haven't been, I used to see a lot of squirrels when I was walking. I wonder if that was in the fall or something. Because now I'm not seeing that many. You see lots of them. Anyhow, my name is Jeffrey. Swinging on y'all two times. For me, for the fun. And for every atom and elementary particle that has ever existed in this or any universe that ever was, is, or will be. Totality of it all, y'all. A theory of universe. A theory of universe. A hypothesis of all as one. My name is Jeffrey.